Yeah. Out and stuff, but <laughs> look at you. Clearing the microphone. Here I am, bro. Here you are, baby. What am I, what am I doing here, Alex? I don't know. I don't know why I'm doing it. I'm in your line now, bro. It's a young kid from South Auckland. Yeah. What I'm doing. <laughs> so I said into the mic when you went talking. Did you? I said, what the hell am I doing here? What are you doing here? God knows. What do you want to do? I don't know. One of the first things you said to me, and I know we were going to uh, hit it off because as soon as I walked in the gym, never seen you before, and you were like, what's your purpose? So what is your purpose? Purpose, it's dynamic, it changes. Right now, I feel like my purpose is just to be, to love people, to be a good friend, good work colleague, good son, good partner, simple. Uh, it adds a lot of value to me, being those things. Why? Because when you, for me, uh, when you when you just love on people, it doesn't cost anything. It's free, <sighs> and um, it's easy. <laughs> it's also beautiful, though, right? Like it's one of those universal beauties that for sure everybody can can understand. Mm. Um, you know, it's like laughter, music, magic. And love, right? For like universal languages, everybody can understand it. For sure. like it breaks down any barrier, culture, nations, mm. whatever you, whatever boxes you want to place place yourself or other people in. Like it breaks them all down, mm. and you can see it shine from people as well. For sure. You see it when you walk into the room, mate. Mm. So where did that come from? It comes from a um, it comes from a place of being loved. Mm. having unconditional love poured on me mm. uh, it's hard not to give that back I've got people around me who just love me for who I am uh, and when you get that kind of input into your life it's blimmin infectious mm. and so that's where it comes from people just loving me who was that? Everybody? Yeah, for sure. Actually, it's pretty intentional who, who that comes from. Uh, they're not just random people. Mm. Uh, they're people in my life who, you know, we've journeyed through life, we've invested time. Um, they're close, close, close friends. Some of them are family. I can count on one, one hand who these people are. Real short, real short, real small circle. You don't need a big circle, mate. No. no. You know, it's that Joey Diaz skit, right? What he says, you don't need 20 friends. You just need three mm. bad motherfuckers you can take over a country with. Yeah. And I think that's so true, man. You know, like, sure. if if time is the only thing that we got, and it is the most important thing to invest in people, and it is the best thing to end up building relationships and connections, then how are you able to have a massive circle? You can't, because you can only give them like 20 seconds a year, five minutes there, maybe half a day. You know, we'll go on a lad's holiday once a year and get fucked up. Mm. And then that's it. I don't see you for another 12 months. Like, that's not, that's not building a connection, mate. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
Time. Time is all we got. Literally. For sure. For sure. It's our biggest currency. Yeah. And we can never own it. For sure. But you talk to me, Alex, when we're talking about purpose. What's, what am I doing here? What's this, what is this podcast? What are you doing here? Purpose. That's a lot of questions. Which one do you want answering first? Give me the purpose one. What's my purpose? What's your purpose? I think purpose is a man-made thing. Mm. You know, I think we end up constructing our own purpose to be able to either run away from or chase something. Um, I personally don't necessarily need something set in stone. I don't need to know the path. For sure. I need something to chase, but I don't need to know what it is or where it is. I just need to know something is is out there that I'm, I'm going to go running for. Um, you know, back in the day, I used to run away from, mm -hmm. um, and that was my purpose is to, I don't want to be here. Somewhere is better than here, so I might as well keep going, was my entire mindset. Um, but now it's like, okay, if, like, moving forward got me here, right? Mm -hmm. Like, literally and figuratively speaking. And I'm like, if I just keep going, where the fuck am I going to end up? Mm. That's pretty cool. I have no idea. Mm. Could be a grave, which we all will be someday. Mm -hmm. It could go full, full circle. It could take me to the four corners of the world. Who knows? And um, I like that journey, man. Yeah. So my purpose is to just keep walking. Cool. You know, keep living, man. Mm. Like soak up every lesson that I can. Meet as many people as I can. Mm. You know, I got some things that I keep wanna I keep wanting to do. This. Talk to people. Mm. Hear what they gotta say. You know, I don't wanna say provide them with a platform, but be able to share some knowledge and stories. Mm. Physical mental health, yeah. But also talk shit. Yeah. Sure. You know, laugh. Life is better when you're laughing. Mm. I wanna keep writing. I wanna keep Coaching people, I love coaching. Yeah. That's my thing, you know, that's my art form. We all have art forms. For sure. But keep living, man, keep yeah. growing. What's the drive here? For what? What you just said. Something that has always driven me is a few things. One, is to make my parents proud. Mm. Two is also to help them out, mm. to be able to provide them with some sort of opportunity where it's like, oh, hey, um, you don't have to work two jobs no more. You don't have to take that overtime mm. on Christmas Day no more. You know, you can wake up and have a coffee at 10 a.m. on Christmas and give yourself half a day, you know. Um, you don't have to bust your balls yeah, all sure. day, every day, like you. Come have some respite. Come, come see the other side of the world. Come calm down and find a little bit of peace. You know, you've you've worked hard enough. It's it's time now. Um, but something that always uh, drove me forward was thinking about the next generation. Yeah. And I don't know whether it's going to be mine or someone else's or just some random person on the street that's a little bit younger than me. Um, but I kind of do it for them, mm. you know, cause we, we can continue a cycle, right. And keep throwing stones 
but no one realizes we all live in glass houses. You know, and um, take accountability and responsibility. And I'm like, all right, well, it's not my fault that I get I got dealt a two and a seven off suit. Mm. But it is my fault going fucking all in. For sure. Right? How I play the hand I'm dealt is my fault. Mm-hmm. The cards in my hand is not my fault. Mm. Like, take accountability for what you can control. And what I can control is what I do. And that is what I give off, off to, you know, people after us, man. Mm, cool. What you, what, did, what you said before, your drive was to make your parents proud. Mm. Set them up. And the next generation. Mm. Why, why those things? How did those things become your driving factor? I think environmental, man. Yeah. Mm. I think, you know, this dude, you know. Sure. I also think that's why... We see eye to eye on a lot of things. Mm. Um, I think there's only so so many times you can see your parents deal with more than they need to, Mm. sleep less than they should do, Mm. and have less than they should have. Before you're like, you know what? This world ain't fair. Fuck this. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go try and help them. You know, you can't be blind to that forever. You know, and I've seen a lot of people as well that had a shitload of, like, potential, a lot more potential than myself, man, you know, whether that is um, academic, whether that's sport, whether that's just as, like, wow, you got, like, a lot of light in you that could shine and and you could do some amazing things and, yeah, the dead negative cycles had kids at fucking 18 they're gonna pass on the same like bad habits to them and that's gonna keep going in the same council estate in prison you know and you're just like hold on a minute like you're not even an adult yet yeah and there's all this wasted potential and i kind of mentally i take myself back to a quote that i heard from les brown years ago of like the wealthiest place in the world is a graveyard. Mm. You know, dreams, aspirations, goals. People just take it with them. And what's it going to do? Mm. Well, just fucking try, man. You know? Oh, for sure. Nice. Going back to those three things. You've done those three things. Uh, I've only known you for a couple of months. Four months, maybe, yeah. Uh, I can already tell you've already done those three things. I wouldn't say so. Yeah. The only thing you'll make your, you've made your parents proud. Yeah. Mm, of course. But I don't think it ever ends, man. Yeah. yeah I think if we reach a point of satisfaction, then, then what are we doing? Yeah. Then we're in what? We're comfortable. Mm. Comfort freaks me the fuck out, man. Success is probably my worst enemy. Cause I don't really know what to do with it. Like sure. the first two weeks or Sorry, the two weeks before opening this place. So I'm getting this painted and buying the mics and kind of setting it up. And okay, fine, let's kind of press re- uh, record on a on a video camera now. Like, I was freaking the fuck out. And I'm like, what do you mean? Mm. Like, yeah, I get you. What do you mean this is kind of working out? 
Yeah. It's not supposed to work out. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. You know? And I uh, I think the male mind is, is super erratic, man. And I think we need something to chase. And I think that comfort and that satisfaction, we end up chasing fucking ghosts. Mm. And that's when dudes usually start falling down vice traps. Mm. Right? Because they're trying to uh, grasp at a false sense of purpose. For sure. Because they've lost their own. For sure. So that's why I can't. I'm like, yeah, okay, I've, I've done it, but I got to give it maybe a couple of seconds of thought and be like, oh, well, there's also more things to be done. Yeah. I'm going to press you pretty hard on this because I want to get to the bottom of it. When you said you want to make your parents proud, why did you put that? Why did you put that on yourself as if it's something that's not already given or it's something that's your parents haven't already i understand i've always felt like the protector mm. um i fought against it for a long time and i've i've never really understood it um but it seems like people will come knocking on my door for some advice mm. or answers or physical help, right? Like I, I trained as a kid a lot to deal with whatever was going on upstairs, right? Yeah. And that usually means you're a little bit stronger than other people because you've training fucking 10 hours a day or whatever it is, mm. right? So in the sense of something's going to go down, my door's going to be knocked on. Someone is mentally down my door's gotten knocked on. Somebody was in a bad situation, my door's getting knocked on. You know, single mom, things things happen. There's no one else around. Mm, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm the eldest son. I'm the only son of my dad. With we're gonna understand each other a little bit better than maybe my sisters mm. plus i'm 10 and 8 years older than them you know and my dad was only 24 you know so he was still understanding himself when then he had me of course right which uh poses its own difficulties and challenges mm. but i don't know man i think um it's a nature nurture thing. Yeah. And also I know I place that weight on my own shoulders. Um, because it freaks me out and it affects me negatively more if I don't take up that role than if I do. Mm. So I understand that is what I naturally am. And I've learned to be okay with, and in certain circumstances, love it. In certain circumstances, hate it, yeah. <laughs> right? Because it's, you know, heavy as the head that wears a crown and all that. Um, but yeah, it goes back to always feeling like I, uh, I'm the protector. And when you when you were talking to me and you you were using the analogy when people come knocking at your door, how do you answer?
You got to listen, man. Yeah. A lot of the time, people uh, people just don't feel hurt. Man. You know, they they think they people think they're misunderstood, but what they're actually saying is they don't feel hurt. Mm. Like you and I are going to see eye to eye on a lot of things, and it's kind of freaky how much we see eye to eye on. But there's also going to be a lot of fucking differences. For sure. Right? And I can sit here and ask you questions and you can do vice versa. And you could be in your head thinking, I don't have a fucking clue what this lad's on about. I got no idea. Mm. But does that mean we can't hold a conversation and hold space for one another? Like, no, of course not. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Jigs. So I think you got to listen to him, man. And then, honestly, I go by feel. Like, everything I do, I go by feel. Like like we said before this, um, you know, another reason why I changed the name to the Nomadic Podcast. Like, I just go by feel, man, and I go go where the wind takes me yeah. is a saying that I say quite a lot and have done for many years. Mm. And it basically means, like, I'm just going to go where I feel like I'm needed. And I'm needed to go in a place where it's, one, it's going to grow me, Two, it's a lesson I need to learn. And three, I'm going to learn something to be able to pass on to other people. Mm. Because, like, we're all going to end up in the same place, right? And everything has come to pass. And when I go, I don't I don't want to take anything with me, man. Yeah. Like, all this is for other people. And um, if I need to go to fucking Bali, you know, South Sudan, or the deep Atlantic Ridge or whatever, wherever it needs to be. Okay, cool. We'll, we'll figure this out. You know, I've committed to living, so let's go live. And, um, I think it just starts with listening, man. Listening's, uh, listening doesn't come naturally to people. I've found Uh, it does to some, but, um, it's definitely a skill that not a lot of people have. Yeah. I think it's a skill that I feel like a lot of people should learn to acquire. Well, many people listen to respond, not listen to understand. Mm. How many times do you have a conversation um, and they ask questions to further understand what you're trying to say? Very, very rarely, right? Pretty, pretty, yeah. Exactly. Like, it's kind of like, I, right, I'm going to wait until you shut up and then I'm just going to chime in with whatever the fuck I want to say. And usually it spins the spotlight back mm. and adds no weight to the overall theme of the conversation. Yeah. It's just, Hey, let's get the limelight on me because it's a quick fix. 30 seconds of fame. You know, if you've not kind of took your shot and made your million dollars in that 30 seconds, you're out, you spent, it's done, it's over. Yeah. Right? And we can throw all the chips in the mix to say why that is. Mm. Right? Uh, but quite frankly, I don't care. It's, it's more of a, all right, if that's how you want to live your life, fantastic. I wish you peace and happiness. Mm. No expectation on other people. But that's not the way I'm going to live my life. Cool. So I'm going to offer it to someone else. Cool. 
can we go back to the second the second part of when you of what drives you because i'm interested to know like when you get up in the morning and these three things are at the front of your mind it's interesting so you said uh, you know you want to make your parents proud and you want to see them live better mm. am i right in saying that yeah did well, i word that right yeah Talk to me about that. You want to see them live better. Why do, why do you put that weight on your shoulders? It's great. It's, you know, I love, I love how you said that. But I'm just want I just want to know what. You sent me a text. Mm-hmm. You sent me a couple of texts and I'm probably going to quote you on both of them. Well, the first one that you sent me before I did the talk, maybe a few days before, is if not you, then who? Mm. Yeah. That's the reason. Cool. Pull a bit closer. Yeah. That's the reason. Cool. You know, you can dive into, I'm the eldest kid. You can dive into, for me, mom, I'm a single child. Mm. You can dive into the whole macho, macho, whatever, whatever the fuck, like psychologists, counselors, they'll be able to understand that a lot more than you and I. Mm. But I think that phrase sums it up. If not you, then who? Yeah, true. Cool. Yeah, man. It's nice. It's nice. And what about the third one? Next generation. That's a big one. It's a big, um, driving factor what do you want to see in the next generation I want them to do whatever they want to do mm. I don't expect nothing from no one brother like yeah. I um, personally I think a lot of people try and mold how other people live their lives to suit themselves mm. We don't have right or any right to do that, man. No, of course not. You know, and if we're gonna love unconditionally, wouldn't that be acceptance? For sure. Um, you know, if we like something or someone, then we acknowledge our similarities. Mm. But if we love it, then we accept the differences. For sure. Uh so for the next generation, I want them to do whatever they want to do. Mm. I want to do something with my life to provide an equal opportunity. So regardless of gender, race, age, you know, socioeconomic background, nationality, whatever frigging thing you want to put, right? Everybody has the option of starting at the start line. And then if you stay there for the rest of your life, that's on you. Mm -hmm. If you run, that's on you. And if you walk, that's on you. Mm -hmm. But at least we got some sort of an equal opportunity. For sure. Nice. But do whatever the fuck you want to do with your life, man. Mm. Who am I to judge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't think I'm God or Jesus mm. or this almighty being. No, no, no. I just think I'm trying to figure it out. I'm a dude trying to figure it out. Yeah, man. We all are. That's it. Mm. Ain't no wise one, right? I ain't... No. All these are just words, right? Just words... Uh, are a speechless cry for help. Mm. 
is what I wrote down a year ago, actually. It came up in my Facebook memories. And it means nothing. You know, we're just trying to figure it out. Yeah, nice. And uh, good luck. Enjoy it. That's it. Got to have fun while you do all these things. So I want to dive into a, a concept. Right? Uh, but I'm going to start off by reading a poem. Mm -hmm. I actually wrote this morning. Right? I don't think it's one of my best. Um, I didn't go by how I thought. I literally just opened up my heart, put a pen on the paper, and then pulled it off when, when I stopped. Mm. Right? So I'm going to start off by reading a poem. And then uh, we can dive into it. And I'm, I'm really interested to hear what you, uh, you got to say on this thing. Let's get it. Right? It's called Chains. The devil said he'd make me a free man. The devil said he set me free. All I had to do was lose control. That was all I had to do. Once I let go, he'll have the reins, and my hands will be stuck in chains for good. And I'll go down as a troubled soul and someone who wished he could. Mm. It's powerful, Alex. So, I think every man is two men. One we're trying to be and one we're trying to kill. The problem is we'll never do either. I think most men run away from their own devil. Mm -hmm. Which usually means they come full circle. Mm -hmm. and they know, know they no longer have control over it mm. and they fall into whatever they fall into what is your thoughts because one of the first stories I ever heard as a kid I love stories man one of the first stories I ever heard as a kid was Dr. Jackal and Mr. Hyde is what actually the Incredible Hulk is based off, mm. right? Mm -hmm. And even as a friggin' child, I never related to something so much mm. than this, I don't want to say split personality, but this kind of monster and devil inside of you mm. that if a button is pressed, if a switch is flicked, it's over, you lose control. Like you lose control. Mm -hmm. What's your thoughts? For sure. It's, I think it's something that happens. Um, I'm just going to try and tie it back into what you were saying before. When we start chasing something like I've certainly in my life, uh, and you said it just before I've chased that false sense of purpose. And when, in chasing that it's, um, you know, I, I gave myself a purpose. I said, oh, this is what I wanted to be. This is who I wanted to be. And I'm going to pay whatever price it cost me to get there. Mm. And so, uh, stupidly saying that, um, I didn't realize how much it'll cost. Um, fortunately enough, you know, I had some good friends around me to pull me back, but, um, yeah, on that journey of trying to pursue what you think uh, is your purpose and you give yourself that false sense of purpose. It's, um, 
you definitely have to give up a lot. And like what your poem was saying with the devil, uh, it can almost, you can almost become your own devil sometimes. A lot of the times I definitely have. And so I've definitely let go of a lot of, uh, friendships, relationships, morals, values, um, you know, sort of the, the more you, you give yourself into uh, this chasing this purpose, or certainly me, uh, I was giving up those things unconsciously as well. You know, I didn't realize, man, I was paying the price along the way. And of course, you know, when you when you give yourself a purpose and you start pursuing it, and then you achieve it, you start achieve you start achieving those things. You know, the the rewards are, are nice. The rewards are nice. But uh, if you want another reward, it might cost you a bit more. It might cost you a value here or there. You might give up a value. The reward is nice. If you want another reward, it might cost you a moral. You might give up a moral. Do you know what? I don't want to be a. I don't want to be a good guy anymore. I might just be. I might just be a dickhead. So I've just let. I've just let go of a moral. Uh, a relationship. I've definitely given up a relationship to pursue uh, this purpose I've given myself. Uh, family. Give up family. The reward might seem nice at the time. Again, you just, you don't, you don't know. You don't know the price. You don't know the weight of what, of what you're really giving up. But, um, yeah, what do you think? It's heavy, man, and I um, I agree with it. Uh, I really do. I think that reward that you're talking about is that short-term satisfaction, right? For sure. And what you're giving up is that long-term. Yeah, for sure. I got to the point where it became, you know, everything I set out to set out to achieve and accomplish. I got. I think I've told you this before. Yeah. Uh, it put me in a place of, man, this is. I've, this is the least happiest I've ever been in my life. You know, I've got everything I wanted, but to what cost? Uh, when I look back at the journey, I just journeyed through to get here, uh, extremely destructive. But, um, you turned into your own devil. For sure. You destroyed everything that you were and constructed to be. For sure. To chase mm. what, you know? to chase something that was whispered in your ear by that little guy who's mm -hmm. like, you want the, whatever it is, money, fame, materials, yeah. power is a historically something that men end up falling up in the, into a trap. Mm. I want power. What is power? Power is just this intangible feeling sure. what, that you can control other people and good luck. Like, mm. like under the head, they still have a choice. Yeah. I you might be able to physically control them, but you can't control them. Mm. I think most, I think most men need to understand this, man. Mm. Um, and it starts by having that conversation, you know, sure. most, most people think they could never do it. Mm. Oh no, I can, I can never rob a bank, mm. right? I could never steal a car. I could never uh, pull the trigger. Well, you could. You could. Yeah. 
Like everybody has the capability of doing everything. Once you understand that, you can end up harnessing the energy to be end up directing it and redirecting it mm. into a positive light. Do something constructive rather than destructive. Yeah, for sure. And that's where I see most most young males uh, fall to the wayside, dude. Mm. But then how do we talk to them? Mm. How do we go about it? What's the role model like? Male to male, female to male, peers as well. Yeah. And then also their own internal. What, what, how do we fucking communicate with them? We don't, man. Mm. You know, you take a step of foot, foot out of the line, toe out of line. I'm going to fucking give you a good idea. Look after your mom. The kid is 12. The kid has barely got a pube on his nutsack. What do you mean, look after your mom? It's a grown-ass woman. Mm. She can look after herself and the whole family. That's the head of the table, mate. I think... Well, first of all, I think females are the better part of the species. Mm. Definitely more balanced. But they are the creators, right? Mother Earth, yeah. Mother Nature. Yeah the creators and dudes need to understand that in one hand you can heal the world and on the other hand you can destroy it mm. and the problem is we've done a lot for mm. a long ass time for sure for sure that's why i love what you've got going on here because we have that power right at the tip of our tongue words right at the tip power of the pen yeah i'm, I'm a firm believer that we have the power of life and death just right at the tip of our tongue, just our words. Wow. Uh, you know, every time you talk to someone, this is a value I live out of. Every time you talk to someone, you're either speaking life into them or you're taking life from them. Yeah. That energy transfer, right? Yeah. You're either adding value to them or you're taking away from them. Yeah. You're either lifting them up, you're pulling them down. Just a few words. Yeah, man, I think that's so true. That's also something I uh, have as an internal conflict. Because mm. I know that. But my job is to talk to people, you know, stand in front of a class, in front of a whiteboard or whatever. Talk to people. Technically manipulate them for a positive mm. outcome. Mm. Right? And... I think as coaches, you need to understand that, you know, what you say and how you say it, mm. in what way, right, has a drastic effect on the, the people in front of you. For sure. But also, that's a lot of power, bro. That's a yeah. lot of weight. Oh, yeah. You know, I also, let me see if I can find it. Mm. I wrote like a, a um, pretty big passage that goes along the lines of, uh, oh, I don't know. I write a lot of shit, man. While you're looking for that, let me just ask you a, a quick sneaky question. Go for when, it. You're, when you're coaching and when you're talking to people and you, when you've got that, when you're the one leading the conversation, you've got that power of influence over people yes sir when you start speaking where do those words come from the heart mm. yeah only cool 
Um, it's really easy to be a good coach. Mm. You spend a bit of time in the books. You uh, understand a little bit about AMP, you know, anatomy and physiology. Spend a little bit of time on the dance floor and you can be a pretty good coach. Yeah. That's quite an easy role to adopt. To be a great one is pretty much impossible. Like it is so close to that fucking line because you have to juggle so many different things in so many different areas. Plus you need to bleed from your heart like all the time. Mm. So that separation is super different. That's super difficult to be able to, mm. to be able to get through. But the best coaches I've ever seen is, is they've spoke from the heart. Bro. Yeah, of course. You know, they've been imperfect, mm. but they've been perfect in their imperfection. Mm. Mm. The way they delivered it in a way where you're like, wow, like, could we have dotted the I's and crossed the T's in a way? Well, yeah, but we'd have taken the human out of humanity. For sure. You know? And I think we've got to be aware of that, dude. For sure. When you say, when you say from the heart though, Alex, not everyone has a good heart and good intentions. So when I, when I asked you like, where does that come from? And you said to the, from the heart, not a lot of people that's assuming everyone has good intentions and a good heart. True. So let me ask you again, where does that, where do those words come from? Well, it at least comes from my heart. Mm which is forever placed on my sleeve, bro. Yeah, I can, uh, uh, yeah, for sure. I'll, uh, I'm, I'm no longer going to apologize for it. Mm. You know, it means I cry a lot more than socially accepted men do. Mm. It means in some cir circumstances, I'm a lot more aggressive. Mm. It means in any room, I'll tell people to go fuck themselves. And it also means I'm going to stand up for that one person who feels a little bit shunned out and pushed towards the fringes mm. of that, of that social group or society or whatever. And it also means I'm going to step in front of a fucking gun mm. or a cat or a blade or something. I'll be like, no, 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 this ain't going to happen no more because like, this is, this is just the way I live, man. Mm. And if someone walks through the door, they're giving me their time, right? Mm. For one and the confidence to look after both their physical and mental health for that period of time. What the fuck, bro? Mm. You can't give me more compliments than that. For sure. You know, and I'm like, okay, then I have to be able to adapt the way I deem best mm. to take this class, to say this thing, to do this thing, to change something around for the benefit of this individual in front of me. Mm. And I got to do that 16 different ways for the 16 different people in the class or the whatever, you know? Yeah, for sure. You've got a big heart, Alex. You've got a lot of love to give. So do you, brother. And that's why we, uh, that's why we get on so well, man. <laughs> Two big softies just cuddling away, lifting some big ass weight. That's us. Mate, to bring it back, when you, when you give that amount of love away, and this has been a big struggle for mine. How do you get that back? Mm. I, people ain't going to get it, man. Yeah. Like, I acknowledge that I get misunderstood a lot. Mm. 
And I acknowledge there's a, in a lot of ways I can communicate a lot better. But also if I need to switch the fuck off and flick a switch and disappear like Obi-Wan does in A New Hope and just drop to the floor and no one knows where I am and delete everything to read the fuck charge, right? And write like an insane amount of stuff down, whether it is just absolute garbage and nonsense or whether I actually construct rhyming couplets and stanzas and make poetry out of it. It doesn't really matter. Or I need to go train or I need to not train. Like that's what, that's what you got to do. Yeah. That's good self-awareness. Where does that, how, how'd you learn that? Cause that doesn't come like with the culture we live in today, where it's just go all go. Just people just want to fill their time up with just being busy. They just want to keep achieving hustle, hustle culture. Where did you find the time to just be able to, or how'd you, how'd you learn that to just switch off? Cause that doesn't come, it doesn't definitely doesn't come naturally to people. And it's definitely what's not pushed in the culture we live in today. If you're not doing something, if you're not waking up and you're not getting after it and you're not switched on, you're not wired, yeah. you're not, then you're, you're going backwards. If you're not doing those things, then you're going backwards. So you, for you to sit here and say, you switch off, you disappear, you write down. I love that. How did you do that? First of all, people mistake free time for spare time, mm. right? Just because I'm not working or at work or on the commute to work does not mean you can fucking fill my time, right? Yeah. You know, it's not like, it does not mean I then have to go get a coffee with someone. It does not mean that I have to go fill it with a meeting mm. or study or pick up a second, third, fourth job or do overtime or whatever. It was like, what's going on? You know, the best and worst invention was the light bulb. Why? Because now we can work 24 hours in a day. It used to be sun up, sun down. And once the sun goes down, we can't work anymore. Go away, go home, you know, and now we're connected. Right. And it's like, okay, great. Well, it's 3 PM on a Friday deadlines coming in New York, but London it's fucking 2 AM. Mm. You shouldn't be working. Go home, go home. Mm. I think life taught me, man. You know, I think your answers are all around you. You just have your, have your eyes open to see. Mm. And I'm really stubborn. And usually I don't take the first or the hundredth little nudge. But I also have a pretty crazy mind in a way of like, um, if I don't live in a specific way, then I'm three steps away from getting really depressed. Yeah. Like that's just what I'm, that's the cards I've dealt, man. Mm. You know, and if I fight it and fight it and fight it and fight it, next thing you know, I'm at the bottom of fucking pit and I'm like, right, what am I going to do now? Mm. I got no energy to get up. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to see anybody, you know, and I'm rolling dice. I'm like, is today the day I'm going to close my eyes. I'm not going to wake up again, you know, and that's not really how you want to live. That's not living, bro. For sure. That's surviving. That's. It's being alive, but it's not living. And, um, I've noticed that whenever I hit those parts of the year of a cycle of the life, right? 
something needs to change, dude. So I just got to, personally for me, I just got to be open to what life's got to tell me, show me. And I think other people would be in a much better position if they did the same. But again, do whatever the fuck you want to do. Yeah. Don't take my word as gospel. Yeah. Do not put me on no pedestal. I wrote something down and it's in that second book of, I hope everybody forgets my name mm. to prove that the deed is more important than the doer. For sure. Do whatever the fuck helps you. Like, be you, man. Like, legitimately, not just, oh, self-love, be you, but you have to fit in this box. Because if not, wokeism is going to tell you to go fuck yourself yeah. and you're now a fascist or whatever the fuck they come up with these days or whatever. I don't give a shit. Mm. No, just do your thing. Because that's beautiful. You doing your thing and whatever it is, if it's painting this shit and lived in an unbelievable job and I could just see them just dancing around, just living their life, doing their thing, that's beauty, man. If it's playing fucking pro ball, if it's painting skirting boards, or if it's being a fucking escort, and if that's your thing, do your thing, man. Just do your thing. Yeah, for sure. And I think people need to have the one, the self-awareness to understand what that thing is, mm. understand who they are and how they work. And two, the confidence of just being like, all right, now let's go do it. Yeah, for sure. But those things are they're easy to be said when you said, one, self-awareness. I think self-awareness, you've, you've got to have that. You've got to have it in you to just stop, just pause. Yep. Put life on hold. Yep. And have an honest conversation with yourself. Because that's hard. That's what writing is for me, man. Mm. Like I pour my heart and soul through a pen and put it on a piece of paper mm. and people will be able to read maybe 10% of it, right? But through the power of the pen, you can also take out the emotion and you see it objectively mm. it's no longer swirling around your brain and getting influenced by your heart and influenced by past emotions or memories or even like fake memories that you've mm. you've twisted and altered to suit a prerequisite that you already have right it's like no now it's on the piece of paper now that doesn't make sense mm. okay if it doesn't make sense i should let go of it yeah that's you know, or now it's on a piece of paper. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Now, how am I going to tackle that? Mm. Yeah. Or just letting it go. You know, you can even do the whole thing. I've done it a lot. If you write things down, whether it's fucking poems or just a letter to yourself or whatever it is, right? You write it down and you burn it, man. Yeah. Get it done. Man. Nice. It's over. The only thing we have is right now, dude. That's true. And what about your second one? You said self-awareness, and then you said, what did you say for that second one? Confidence. Yeah. But where does that come from? I think it comes from that first one. Just stopping and pausing and asking yourself those hard questions and having honest conversation with yourself. It's a great point. Being straight up with yourself. It's a great point. Writing down some stuff, looking at it objectively. Also, no one has ever been there 100% of the way. Of course. 
every single thing that you've gone through, you've got yourself through it, dude. You know, you got yourself out of bed. You wiped your own ass. You know, you did it. And having that understanding of like, oh, shit. I got myself here. No one is ever self-made and I believe in that. But if I didn't do anything, I wouldn't be here. If you didn't do anything, you'd be dead. You wouldn't eat. It's over. And um, I think respecting the journey. Yeah. Like you and I are both big on respect. Um, like I think it's given, it's not earned. Mm. I think we should respect everything. I think it's lost. Mm. And then it needs to be re-earned. Uh, re yes, fine. Or earned after that. Granted. But I think it's given and confidence gives me a little chuckle internally when I walk into rooms and I know for a, well, not a fact, but pretty much a fact. I am not respected in that room. I know there is whispers behind closed doors. I know there is prerequisites and misunderstandings. And I know people think I'm a fucking cunt. But it also makes me laugh and I'm like, wow. Like, you know, 0.2% of my life. Yeah. And you've seen me through a purple lens. But you weren't there when I slept in cats. Mm. You weren't there when I worked four jobs. You weren't there when I got myself out of the UK. Mm. You weren't there when I moved and had nothing. Left, slept in a shed. You know, used to rob my fucking tea mm. from a local fucking uh, mini mat. Right? Allegedly. 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 <laughs> you weren't there. Mm. So I'm like, great. Don't respect me. And I'm not here to earn your respect. Because mm. I got my own, bro. Mm. I got my own, man. You know, and those very few small circle motherfuckers mm. that you end up relating to on a level that is indescribable and you get connections with people that are that are stronger and you've known them for two weeks four months mm. and you got a stronger connection with them than people that you've known for 20 years for sure well those people are gonna sit smoking a cuban cigar on a beach one day and you're gonna be like sh reminiscing and sharing stories about the old days mm. about how the fuck did we do this man yeah I was like, I don't know. Like, I didn't take your shit. You didn't take my shit. And you didn't take your shit. And I didn't take my shit. And was like, okay, let's just keep going. And whatever else is just noise. Mm. And behind closed doors, we can listen to what people are going to say. When you make a decision, go for it. Mm. And just keep bouncing from failure to failure until you finally end up on that beach with a fat cigar. Mm. I'm going to throw a concept at you. I want to get your, your reaction to it. Uh, in the realm of respect, I give that out freely. People don't have to earn my respect. Uh, it's the opposite for me. People earn my disrespect. Yeah, I'm the same. Mm. Uh, if you show up late. Like me? <laughs> I'm always late, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, people earn... That's what they are. 
I give that out for you, Rusty. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think um, I think it's given. Mm. I think respect is given. You don't have to earn anything from me, bro. Yeah. Fuck. Who do you think I am? The king? <laughs> Fuck off, man. <laughs> you no, know, like I said, I'm just a dude trying to figure it out. Whatever. Yeah. I think everybody's the same. Yeah, for sure. Man. You know. I completely agree. I think, uh, but I think that's a class system. I think that mentality comes from a, from the class system, mm. from experience, and this is just anecdotal. Uh, the bottom respects people because they know what people are capable of. Mm. The top respects titles. Mm. Anecdotal. For sure. Just through my eyes. Mm. Can I tie this back into, because this is where, on when I was giving myself this uh, false sense of purpose, uh, along the journey, as I was um, going higher up into this purpose and the more I was achieving, uh, you're definitely right. Because I, I, I began to look at people differently. I began to, they I didn't give my respect out freely. All of a sudden it became... No, that's my respect is earned. Like you have to earn that. It yeah. changed me. Yeah. So, yeah. But the thing is, I think that part of your life was necessary, mate. For sure. Because it's going to change you for the rest of your life. And for it's sure. given you those lessons that you're never going to forget, dude. Mm. Because you never want to let that man control you again. Sure. You don't want to be that man that you could be to go down certain path. Mm. You don't want to go down said path and you don't want to be that man. Yeah, yeah. I think that's necessary, mate. And I think people are either castrated or castrate themselves too much about failures. Mm. We all fuck up, dude. We all fail. We all make the wrong decision. We all hurt some people, unfortunately. That's just the way it is, man. You know, you got to forgive yourself. Yeah, okay. You're going to have to apologize and maybe do some community service regarding whatever it is, right? Mm. But also, people can change. People can change. And I think every day we're new people. Of course. Slightly, granted, very, very slightly, but we are new people. Mm. And you just got 24 hours to figure out who you are. Yeah, true. Nice. I got three questions. Hit me. What's the greatest piece of life advice you've ever received? Greatest piece of life advice I've ever received? This changed my life, changed the way I viewed people, changed the way I led myself. It changed everything about me. I think I've told you this before. Everything rises and falls on leadership. When I began to um, realize the truth of that, it changed me as a person, changed the way I, I did life. What is the truth of it? Um, what is leadership? You've got it written down there in the first page of your book. That's Leadership. my definition of leadership. What's yours? Leadership for me, and I've heard this said before, and I totally agree with it, influence. It's influence. It's all it is. Do you think everybody can have that influence? For sure. Uh, the most introverted person in the world can influence 10,000 people without saying a word. Just the way they walk, the way they don't talk. 
you see when you're driving your car down the street and you see someone on the side of the road, they could have a smile on their face. They've just influenced you. They might not have a smile on their face. They might be walking down the street and they're sad. You could be that person walking on the street. You look into a car of someone. They could be singing a song or not singing a song. Mm-hmm. They've just influenced. Who gave you that life advice? Um, I heard it on a podcast. <laughs> wow. I totally agreed with it. Uh, it took me a while to sort of come to the realization of it. Uh, the best ones do, man. Yeah, for sure. The best ones need digesting 100% of the way, man. For yeah. sure. And when I say leadership, I'm not talking about like a military kind of, you know, top down. I'm up the top. You listen to me. I'm talking more about uh, self-leadership. Mm. You know, the way I carry myself. I've, I've, I've heard this quote before. Uh, the way you... Um, carry yourself, the way you lead yourself has a profound effect on how well you lead others. If you don't know how to lead yourself, forget trying to lead others. Mm. And when it goes back to self-leadership, you know, we talked about it before, you've got to wake up every morning, look yourself in the mirror and have those hard conversations Mm. with yourself. It goes back to that confidence thing we were just talking about. Uh, you've got to hold yourself accountable. Accountability, man. I think it's something that everybody needs. For sure. But there's not enough people out there that's going to hold you accountable, right? We have a law and order for us. For sure. Like, there's not enough police officers. Yeah. There's not one-to-one, mm. right, the ratio. You need to be able to police yourself. For sure. And the, be- the, the beautiful thing about that is you can slowly slowly learn how to hold yourself accountable. Today I might say, you know what, Aaron, tomorrow I'm going to wake up 10 minutes earlier. You wake up 10 minutes earlier, boom. And then just over time, start giving yourself a little bit more things to hold yourself accountable for. Oh, tomorrow I might not eat that pie for smoker. Tomorrow comes around, you don't eat that pie. You start to trust your own word. You start to trust yourself. Mm. I think that's where that confidence thing comes from. Start to trust your own words. Trust that what you say about yourself is true. Mm. Because a lot of times people, when they talk to themselves, uh, that internal voice that we, we say isn't true a lot of the times. But the thing about that is you can change it to become true. Mm. Self-leadership. So where do you want to lead yourself? Where? Yeah. Uh, exactly what I said when we first opened this, up this podcast, my purpose. Just here to be a good friend, to be a good son, to be a good work colleague. That's it. What does good mean to you? Um, I'm going to flip this back on you. Alex, every time I see you, and I've told you this off podcast and a lot of times, Every time I see you, you don't have to say a word to me and you add so much value to me. So seeing that smile there. (laughs) Pack it in, boy. (laughs) That to me is a good friend. You don't have, you you haven't even said a word to me and you just smile at me and that's it. That's enough for me. And I want to be there for people. Mm. You've just influenced me there. Man, how can I, when someone sees me, how can I? Just light up their world the way you do mine. 
Get the free. Thank you, brother. No. I, um, I know what you mean, though. Mm. I know what you mean, and I know people are going to be really pissed at me, but I know I relate everything back to coaching mm. because that's when I, that's how I learn. You know, I learned on the dance floor, figuring it out. And I'm like, how the fuck do I help these people? But you need to understand how other people are going to perceive you. And also what they need in that very moment. What do they need? Do they need a laugh? Do they need someone rip them to pieces? You know? Do they, like, someone comes in with a new haircut and you've just got to, like, tear them up. Right? Because sometimes they need taking off the pedestal that they put themselves on. Yeah, for sure. Because that's what they need, not what they want. They what they need. But sometimes they need a bigging up. Love your new kicks, you know, even if they're pink and frilly and they got a Healy on them or something and you don't like them. It doesn't matter. Lie to them. Give them a white light. puts a smile on their face. Mm. You know, what do they need in that very moment of a workout? Hey, it's okay to slow down. Don't worry about it. Give them a hug. Mm. Or shut the fuck up. Nobody cares. Welcome to the Black Parade. Put your hand on the bar and pick it up. Mm. Nobody cares. What do they need? And... I don't know if it's a skill. I don't know if it's a skill that is only given and certain people have it and certain people don't. And I don't know if you can learn it. I don't know. I'm going to have to like talk with people. That are, yeah. I, think, I feel like that comes out of love. Mm. Comes out of love for people. And when I say the word love, I don't mean just happy rainbows and butterflies. Because at times it can be that. Yeah, at times yeah, it can yeah. be hard. Yeah. At times it can be straight up and honest. Fuck yeah. And sometimes people don't people don't want that hard and straight up and honest. But you know, suppose you don't suppose you don't have those hard and straight up honest conversations with people, and you just let them bloom and be on their high horse and. And you don't bring them back down to earth and you don't bring them back to reality. Is that love? Or is that just letting them... I don't, for me, that's not love. For me, love is like, man, I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth. Yeah, I think having hard conversations with people shows a higher level of respect mm. and does also portray love. For sure. Yeah, if I'm not going to have a hard conversation with you, uh, I just don't even respect you. I don't love you. Yeah. Not to say that, like me personally, I, I, I won't do that. But, um, yeah. People shy away from those hard conversations, man. Of course. They're scary. They're hard. They're hard. Let's oh, not yeah. even beat around the bush. They're hard. Yeah. I've even, like myself, I, there's a whole lot of conversations I have to have with myself that I just don't want to have. Uh, uncomfortable. Want to put yourself in the, put your head in the sand, mm. you know, paint yourself as a good guy. Yeah. Don't worry about it. I'm a good guy. You know, fuck them. It's their fault. Yeah. Fuck them. That's a lot easier. You know, we fight it with fire, sure. aggression, and you're letting that ego trickle in. You're letting that devil whisper a little bit too loud on your shoulder, and you're, you're turning to the right a little bit too much and listening to him. You know, you're feeding that bad wolf a little bit too much, taking the chains off him. Mm. You got to do something that humbles you, man. I think we got to do something humbling, mm. you know. That's why I like weights, man. Mm. It's the same weight every day. 100 kilos is 100 kilos. Yeah. 
put it on my back, it's going to weigh the same. How I feel might change. How I move might change. It's the same friggin' weight, dude. Mm. That's it. Sometimes I just need to feel something heavy on my back mm. and sit down and stand up with it to have a fist fight with myself. Mm. That's all it is. It's nothing to do with other people proving that I'm stronger or not as strong or look at me, how I move a barbell or anything to do with me and the weights. It's got nothing to do with me and the weights. Everything to do with me and me. For sure. I'm going to fucking fist fight that part that wants to take over and burn every bridge mm. and pour gasoline on everything and light that match and just let it fall. Mm. And sometimes that takes 40 kilos. Mm. Sometimes that takes 140 yeah. or more or less or whatever, you know, going hard in a workout like last night. No workout. Oh, it's a nine minute, 10 minute workout. I was like, great. I'm going to go sub five. I was like, Alex, why are you going sub five? Why? Like, you are a weightlifter. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't do this CrossFit thing competitively no more. Like, I was like, because I need to feel that, man. Mm -hmm. I need to put myself in that place where it's got me by the balls and the throat and is looking me in the eye and was like, you feel like a bitch right now. Mm -hmm. You got to do something humbling. It hurts. Yeah, Get over sure. it. For sure. Whether that's this, mm. writing things down, whether that's going for a walk, yoga, meditation, training, mm. jujitsu, you know, sure. or having a hard conversation, bro. Mm. It's humble. It's the beautiful thing about waiters, they're honest. They don't give a fuck about you, man. Yeah. Non-discriminatory. Mm. I can put my hands on it. You can put your hand on it. A lady in a wheelchair can put the hands on it. A deaf kid can put the hands on it. And guess what? It weighs the same. Mm. Yeah. No race, no gender, no fucking anything, nothing. Nobody cares. The ways the same. Mm. I love it, man. Yeah, I sure. fucking love that shit. What's the worst piece of life advice you ever received? Yeah, I remember you telling me this, asking me this before. Um, I don't think there's any I've had. Oh, uh, maybe one. Maybe one. Um, do something that will earn you a lot of money. <laughs> Mate. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Don't disrespect yourself like that. It's funny, right? What a, I think about this regularly, dude. Like we trade our most precious commodity for something that like 75% of it doesn't exist to buy things that we don't truly want or need mm. to impress people that we're not really that close with mm. to feel disconnected with ourselves. Mm. And I kind of sit back and think about that whole like cycle. I'm like, the fuck? Mm. How did, how did we get here? Why did we get here? And what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. You know, just do your thing. You know, like, you want to not get married, not have a kid? Great. Fucking live your life. I still want to share a whiskey with you and hear your stories. 
You want to go be a farmer or a nomad somewhere. You want to go move to Peru, right, and start up a fucking massage business or something. Or you want to go chase big money. It doesn't matter. You know, whatever sets you up, don't put yourself in that box. Put yourself on that escalator, right, Mm. and that rat race of I can only ever move forward and I don't want to go forward, bro. Mm. I don't want to go in that direction. Mm. Just go do whatever you want to do. Yeah, for sure. Because when you tell someone whose heart is set on what they feel like or what they might seem is right for them and you try and tell them to do something else, it's the worst thing. Yeah. You had that before? I haven't had that before, but I've seen... I see that pretty much every day. So... um. I may even tell myself it sometimes, maybe. Mm-hmm. But, um, like, for example, um, growing up, I heard I heard a few people tell, say to kids, you know, do something that you're going to, where there's a lot of money. Yeah. Find a career that's going to earn you a lot of money. Yeah. And, you know, these kids don't necessarily want to do what makes them the most money. They might just want to do the most simplest things. Mm-hmm. I feel like it should be rephrased to say, uh, chase your passions, chase your dreams, chase that. Mm. Five years old, John Lennon was in a room in skill and there was a, a task but they had to write down what they want to be when they grow up. And he wrote down happy. Mm. And the teacher said, you don't understand the question. And John Lennon said, you don't understand the answer. Mm. Five. I think more kids need to be like that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, Let me tie this right back into that third thing you said when you were saying, uh, with the next generation, maybe change change a few things in the next generation. Um, I get a sense that this is what you mean. Yeah or no? Yeah, just be happy, dude. Mm. Be happy in yourself. Be happy in the, the place that you're in mm. and the people, you know? Like if you're happy, you want to do good things, right? If you're sad and down and depressed and fucking anxious or hurt, hurting, usually you might fall into that trap of like pushing it on. Mm. If we are only here once and I don't know, the only thing I know is I know nothing. I am open to all ideas, Mm. everything. I'm open to do it all. And I have no idea. And I'm completely in a, I don't know. I believe in some spirituality. And that's kind of it. But if we are only here once and that's it, it's lights out, blackout, it's done. Mm. Don't you want to spend it being happy? Sure. Yeah, for sure. That's it, dude. Mm. Now, we're going to be careful here. Because 
what might make you happy might make someone else unhappy. Of course. And that goes down to be an individual. Mm. Do your thing. Do whatever the fuck makes you happy, mate. Yeah. Don't be someone you think I'll love. Be yourself and I'll learn to love that. Mm. That's it. That's it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Second question. You asked, you asked that. Third question. Three words you tell your younger self. Three words I'll tell my younger self. Yeah. Mm. Good question. Believe in yourself. Mm. Mm. Nice. Simple. Not so easy to understand. Still, still telling myself that to this day. Yep. It's probably three things. I, those three words I'll probably tell for the rest. Tell myself for the rest of my life. Yeah, I hear you. Mm. Brother, thank you so much. Thank you, bro. You know, we relate on a much deeper level than um, a lot of people are going to understand, and that's great, whatever. And this really does pay testament to why I committed to the journey and left home and the nomadic podcast and all that shit is like meeting people like yourself man from different corners of the world same morals different stories similar situations um and i think it's fascinating man i think it really is um and you're also doing really well with the leadership oh, thanks like yeah. Where does your where does your love for people come from? Because I can see it without you saying you haven't even told me that you love people, but through your words I can just I feel it. Through everything you say, uh just the way you walk, the way you talk to people. I I feel it. So you haven't even said to me that you love people. Yeah. Um but I know that you love people. Um, I think it comes from being at the bottom mm. and legitimately flicking a coin. I used, to, I used to actually do this. Flick a coin and if it came up heads, I'd take myself out. If it came up tails, I had to give it another go. Mm. And I'd dare I'd flick it like four, five, six times. And it came up tails every time. Mm. That's legit. That's a true story. Like, I've done that a few times. And every time I assigned heads or tails, and one of them was, all right, let's stop playing. It never came up. But you don't forget that feeling of like, I'm, I've, I'm done. I'm over. It's, it's done. It's done, mate. It's over. 
Like I got nothing left to give. And life said otherwise, right? Mm. I think uh, our time is written in stone. It's just not for us to know when. Mm. I don't want people to feel like that, dude. Mm. And what had what cures it? And cure is a very iffy word, so use it in quotation marks. Is I think love. I I mm. I see eye to eye with you on that, man. Like I think just loving people, man. Mm. You know, like seeing people. Like beauty is a really weird thing mm. because socially it's defined, but it's uniquely interpreted. Right, we can kind of write down or lay out on a collage what we see as beauty, mm. right? And it's all this physical, instantaneous like stuff that society end up seeing as beauty. But I don't think that that's right. I think beauty like radiates with that from within, mm. and people just doing their thing is so fucking beautiful, and fills me with so much like love mm. and that's why I wrote down I wish people could see themselves through my eyes maybe then they'll have more confidence mm. and um, it's also the Coach Carter quote that I say all the time you know um, our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate our deepest fear is that we're powerful beyond measure mm. it is our light not our darkness that most frightens us there's nothing playing small about uh, there's nothing in like, oh, I can't remember the words like off the top of my head, but it's basically let your own light shine. So it gives other people permission to do the same. It's mm. yeah, awesome. You know, um, and I see potential in people. You're going to be a great fucking sushi maker or barista or CEO or mother, granddad storyteller, carpet cleaner, mm -hmm. you know, fries maker, whatever the fuck it is, right? Just an unbelievable person. People just shine. Tell me that fucking story and you're like, wow. If people offered other people five minutes by just saying, tell me a story about your life, it will prove to you the tenacity of human beings. Mm, for sure. I think it comes from wanting to quit. Yeah. Mm. Love does that. Eh? Love, it just, it's, it's, it just has that ability to break through the hardest of hearts. It's got this weird ability to calm the roughest of storms. When I, um, um, what you were just saying about just being that light, mm. so that it gives other people permission to to light themselves up. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, man. It starts, starts off with you and, you know, I, I know that helps me break down the social stigma of, oh, it's being selfish to work on yourself, right? I was like, mm. if I if I light myself up, then I don't have to do anything and automatically other people are getting lit up. Mm. 
you know, we have we have that conversation all the time. It was like, if we walk into that room, dragging ass, head down, shrunk shoulders, you know, not wanting to be there, fuck off. You know what I mean? The whole energy of the room ends up dropping towards the floor. For sure. But if we do the opposite and we come in and light ourselves up, everybody lights up. And that's either a gift, a skill, or, or some sort of fluke, or a combination of all three. And if we're able to do that to ourselves every day, and even people that we go buy a coffee from, right, and pass in the street, we're able to just light one another up. And that's why I got to write every morning, dude. That's why I got to get up before everybody else, before the sunrise. You know, I need to go move. I go to the gym, move around, whether I do three sets and 